Welcome to the J.F. Harris Ministries podcast. Join us today as we explore God's Word. We hope this message encourages, inspires, and uplifts you. For more information about this podcast and other valuable resources, please visit us at RedeemedAssembly.com. Now let's join Dr. James F. Harris. I want to address you this morning from a subject, the power of knowing who you are and what's yours the power of knowing who you are and what's yours it is very important for us to know what is ours as children of God more important than knowing that it is important that you know who you are in Christ Jesus the enemy is real good at uh, hiding from us who we are and what's ours. In the book of Genesis, at the beginning, we see the trickery of the devil as he used the same tactic with Adam and Eve. It's, it's amazing how quickly they learn how to sin. Sometimes we can blame it on stuff in the past, but Adam and Eve didn't have no past. And yet they learned how to sin. And if the first sin was based upon you not knowing who you are, what do you think he's doing now? He's doing the very same thing now. Hiding from you who you are. He puts in their mind a reason to doubt God. He calls them to believe that God was holding out on them. May I say here, he's still up to the same tricks that he's always been up to. And he's telling us you can't get ahead except you violate God's law. So he told Adam and Eve, God is holding out on you. He don't want you to know everything because then you're going to be just like him. And so the enemy wants you to have a distrust in the living God and always feel that there is something more that God wants me not to know. And the truth of the matter is, God wants you to know more. Can you reach out and tell your neighbor, God wants you to know more. Tell your neighbor, God wants you to know more. Amen. We choose to be ignorant, but Jesus Christ came through trackless time and space to introduce himself to mankind. He that knew no sin became sin. Now, do you know how difficult that is? For God who is sinless to become sin because we could not come up to the standard of his righteousness. He became sin but not the sinner because though he was sin he committed no sin. So we find Satan is still up the same tricks. You notice in the scripture there, and I think it's Matthew's around the fourth chapter, when 
Jesus went into the wilderness. The Bible said he was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The first thing that Satan attacked was his identity. Do me a favor, ask your, ask your neighbor, do you know who you are? So I'm not talking about your name. Do you know who you are? Truth of the matter is, most of us don't know who we are. We know what people say about us. That's why we get so upset when somebody say you're silly. Because you tick on silly. They say you're stupid. You tick on, you see, you ever sudden there look on somebody's face when they say you're stupid? They look stupid, don't they? <laughs> because they tick on the identity of what people call them. And so they are out of touch. TV today is wreaking habit on our minds. TV tells you you've got to be a certain time, a certain size, look a certain way, be a certain color, hair got to be a certain length in order for you to be pretty. Why can't you weigh 500 pounds and still be pretty? And the church said, Amen. back in the days among the kings, king was considered to be successful when he was real fat. Because that meant God had been good to him. He had a storage. Don't be looking at that person's belly next to you. Talked about the prosperity of a person. They, they were fat. One king was so fat that the guy went to visit him Stuck a knife up in his belly, and his belly was so big that it just sucked the whole knife in. He came on them, locked him up in the room, let him die up in there. But we, we are so subject to what we see on TV. And to some degree, we have become little puppets. And we are becoming what the TV says that we are. Spending no time with God in prayer and find out. Our text says that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And he has given it to us through the knowledge. Through the knowledge of him. But so many times we have no knowledge of who we are. Therefore, we act the way we do. That's why so much time was spent among us not knowing who we are. We didn't have no, because if you want to control a person, take their pedigree away from them. And they will be whatever you say they are. You lose your identity. Once I have lost my identity, you can put any label on me and I will answer to it. But when I know who I am and whose I am, I only respond to that which I am. And so we find the devil begin to attack Jesus' identity and say, if you be the son of God, why don't you take these stones and make bread out of them? And notice, he always catch you at your weakest moment. 
Jesus is told to make bread after 40 days in the wilderness of fasting and prayer. So the first Adam and Eve with their identity, now the second main Adam is being attacked in his identity. But Jesus said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. There's a preacher, a man, uh, J. Vernon, that says, even when you are wrong, you ought to know who you are. Even when you are wrong, you ought to know who you are. And he was referring to the book of Jonah, chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. And in that particular passage of scripture we find, Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, from whom cometh, for which cause this evil is upon us. What is thy occupation and whence cometh thou? And what is thy country and of what people art thou? In this particular instant, Jonah is running away from God. But he knows who he is. And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew. And I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which has made me, which made the sea and the land, dry land. But he is wrong, but he knows who he is. And he began to give credence as to who he was. So although Jonah was wrong, he knew who he was, he who he was. And uh, we need to know who we are. Because when you know who you are, you have a reference point. Jonah was about to get a whole shipload of people drowned because he was going in the wrong direction. I wonder right now who's in trouble because you're not in your place. Because <laughs> see, when you're not in your place, then when you're supposed to do somebody's life is at stake. Do you know who you are? Ask your neighbor, do you know who you are? The enemy is still doing the same thing to us. How many times have he come to you in church and told you right in church, giving all your money to that church, you'll never have no money? How you gonna answer the devil? Well, you know what I think about it. Don't, don't think about it. Because if you think about it, it's not making sense. I gave over ten thousand dollars to that church last year. What could I have done with $10,000? Yeah. 10000 big one. Could have had paid for my car. But you don't want to think about those kind of things. When he tells you that, you got to have a scripture for him. Don't think about it. They say, well, devil, they say, bring you all the tithes unto the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me wherewith saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. And if he didn't get it that time, tell him again. But if you don't have the word in your heart when the devil you and attack you you will start thinking his thoughts and once you start thinking his thoughts you will start seeing the way he sees 
Suppose he come to you and tell you, stay up in that church. I know some of the some of the young ladies, especially some of the young ladies. I don't think most men they got to run from women. So many women nowadays. Some young women in church giving themselves to church, and the devil told you if you stay up in that church, you ain't gonna never get nobody. Is any single women here that the devil told you that too? Yeah, yeah, don't look back. <laughs> but you got to have a comeback for the devil. You got to have a comeback. You can't just sit there, you can't just let him talk to you and you don't talk back to him. Then you open your mouth and you say, well, there's a scripture in Proverbs 10, 24. The fear of the wicked. It shall come upon him, but the desires of the righteous shall be granted. Thank you, Jesus. Then when you, when you give him the word, you start praising God for it. Because it's in the word. It's in the word. That's what God said. Then you turn around and the devil tell you, when people are mistreating you, walking all over top of you, and then the devil tells you, you can't sit there with your mouth shut. You got to stand up for your right. But you turn around and give him the scripture. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. Because sometimes when you get mad, you ever been so mad you felt your hand curling? Yes, sir. Felt your chest rising. Every time, oh, I could take a stick, a brick, or something, hit him in the head. Yes. And you think about it, yes. but no, 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 no. Yes. I heard the words that the Lord will fight for me. Yes. I'm gonna tell you, when God fights for, can't nobody beat your enemy up like God can beat him up. God knows how to beat your enemies up. Yes. I ain't going to fight. God is going to fight for me. And then he'll come along and how about when you got something that you want to attempt to do and the devil said, tell you that, well, you don't have the wherewithal that you can do it. It is too great for you. Deuteronomy 20 and 1. What is that? Say that one again. People more than thou. People more than thou. Circumstances more than I am. Situation past my pocketbook. Hallelujah. Problem past my strength. God already knows it's bigger than you. But the thing is, because of who I am and who I am, amen, God is going to take care of my enemies. Amen. And sometimes we become 
frightened and afraid because of the enemy. The enemy is opposed to come against us, but we got to get to that place that we stop letting the devil influence us. That's why I had y'all praying that scripture in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 starting at verse number 16 I believe it is the reason why I had you to do that is because in life you don't look through your physical eyes you see through your mind touch your name and say you see through your mind And the book of uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 and 4 says, if our gospel is here, it is here to them that are what? Whom the what? The God of this world had done what? Had done what? Blinded their eyes. Oh, blinded their eyes. Oh, no, no, blinded their eyes. Didn't I tell you that you don't see through your eyes? You see through your mind. Touch somebody and say, I want to know what you're thinking now. What you looking at now? What are you looking at now? Are you thinking what God said? And that's why the Bible says, in his law do you meditate day and night. I'm trying to correct my vision. I will just see it the way God sees it. When somebody else is seeing defeat, I see victory. When somebody else is seeing sickness, I see with his strength, I am healed. Somebody got some sickness here by jump to your feet right now and say, with his stripes, I am healed. What happened to us is this. You remember when they sent the spies into the promised land? They sent how many spies up? Twelve. Ten spies came back seeing themselves as grasshoppers. What was that story used to come on television and they used to call the guy, hey grasshopper? What was it? Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the devil is saying to you, hey, grasshopper, you got to tell the devil I'm no grasshopper. Mm-hmm. So their vision saw the devil as huge and saw themselves as a grasshopper but there were two that had a different vision and their name was Joshua and Caleb they said we are well able to take this land they are when I look at them all I see is a big biscuit all I got to do because the Bible says they are only bread for us to eat so they look like a big hot biscuit to me seeing through the mind seeing the way God sees seeing the way he has given us already the victory so we're going to train our minds 
how to see. How do you train your mind to see? Let me tell you how you're going to do that. Joshua 1 and 8. Mm-hmm. Joshua 1 and 8. And Psalms 1. All right, Joshua 1 and 8. Can we get that? Mm-hmm. All right, what to say? You ought to have your Bible with you all the time. You don't have to worry about whether they got a job or not. You make your way prosperous by seeing it the way God sees it. Right now, there are people sitting in this room that are capable of multi-millionaires. Yes, I've had problems. Yes, I messed up. But I still know who I am and I know whose I am. Don't beat yourself up the rest of your life because you messed up one time. Get over it and move on. There are more things in life than the last mistake that you made. So you meditate in the word. How? And what's going to happen when you meditate in the word day and night? Going what? Make your way prosperous. All right? Now, let's see what Psalms say. Mm-hmm. What does it say? Psalms 1. All right? But his what? His delight is where? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me tell you what. The chief thing God want to do is to bless you. God want to bless you in a way you can't explain it. He want to give you some stuff that you could never was able to earn on your own. But we, went, we go into stuff with the attitude, if I work real hard, I can get it. No, I'm going to take some time to spend some time in the word of God. I'm going to prove my vision. I'm going to see this thing the way God sees it. God says, I'm going to bring you into the land during the harvest time. I'm not going to bring you in in the spring when everybody out there planting the seed. No, I'm going to let somebody else plant it and I'm going to bring you in in the time of harvest. Touch your neighbor and tell them it's harvest time. Tell them, tell them it's time for us to go into our promised land. Anybody ready to go into your promised land? Anybody see it the way God see it? Are you ready to be blessed out of your mind? Are you ready to occupy the city? This is what God got in store for us. And if we can believe it, we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the lane of the living. You do not see it. He said, you're not going to hear no thunder. You're not going to hear no lightning. But like a steel voice, God's going to come. It's going to be something like uh, Skinte.
Amen. You're going to be in the house praying and God's going to come along. You'll start speaking in tongues. And when you finish speaking in tongues, your miracle is going to manifest. We're going to believe God for a miracle. Amen. Can, do God want to bless you? Do God want to bless you? Do God want to bless you? All right. What's stopping him from blessing you then? You what? You what? Thinking. Because there's a main thinketh. Is that Proverbs uh, 23 7? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I'm a thinking I'm blessed. I'm a thinking I'm blessed. Is there anybody here? I'm a thinking I'm blessed. I don't need everybody. Just a few people. Don't be busy. I'm a thinking I'm blessed. I'm a thinking I'm healed. I'm a thinking on top. I'm thinking that I'm prospering. I'm a thinking. I'm a thinking. I'm a thinking. All right. Where did the thought come? The thoughts come from me reading and meditating in the Word of God. Now, I'll tell you something else he's going to do. He's trying to condemn you. Say that you didn't cross the last T and you didn't dot the last I. I dare somebody to jump to your feet and say, I am righteous. All right. Then if you're righteous, I got a message for you. Say ye to the righteous. Say ye to the righteous. Is there anybody here righteous? One more time, defy the devil. Jump to your feet and say, I am righteous. You say it is not predicated on my action. Is predicated on what Jesus did on the cross. Amen. He was the one that made us sons of God. You didn't make yourself a son. He made you a son of God. Can I get just a few people? Jump to your feet and say, I am a son of God. Mess y'all up now. I need somebody in here. Jump to your feet and say, I am a God. What is that Psalm? Psalms 82 6. What does it say? Who said you are God? Who said you are God? Lowercase G-O-D. Then how about John 10? 35. You know why 
we act like the devil? Because your parents been telling you all your life, you ain't nothing but a devil. Every time you do something, you devil you. You stupid. You a devil. You ignorant. You want them to learn the material, and then you turn around and tell them they're ignorant. What did it say? Can I get somebody to jump to your feet and say, I'm a God. I rule. I reign. I have dominion. I have dominion. Come on, you got to speak with a thought. I have dominion. when you start thinking I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody that can save everybody this is what God said we sitting around waiting for somebody to take care of your situation you are God's you stand up and you start taking authority the Bible said have dominion the scripture says you don't have to worry about taking it have dominion Jesus came into the world so that we could be like Jesus. Amen? Amen? To take over, to take charge. Amen? Rule your block. Rule your block. Take authority in Jesus' name. Rule 